You're listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast number 54. Happy New Year 2015. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I got to kick this new year off right, man. I was in Sedona, Arizona, and that's like the Mecca of Juju. You know, that's like where all the juice is, is in Sedona. And I took off and went out there for Christmas and New Year's and absolutely had like the dream trip. It was absolutely incredible. So a lot of that energy is rubbing off and will be reflected in this podcast, hopefully. Hope your holiday went well and welcome to 2015. Thomas Miller with you. A quick little update here. Been doing radio for six days a week. And I'll tell you, folks, when you do radio for six days a week, you don't have one more left in you. So that's why there's been the gap uh, the radio has been laid down here for a little while because uh, because it was a show that was related to discussing energy prices. And if you've been watching worldwide, the price of oil has tumbled. So the cost of doing that show had to be curtailed for a little while. So that gave me time to uh, catch up, get a breath, look up and around. And the first thing that I wanted to do was get back and do a podcast. So here we we're back. And also been traveling some, moderate, not too bad. And in the process of all of that, was able to build in our office in downtown Dallas this incredible, beautiful radio studio. We went all out on radio and then just kind of had to hiatus that we're going to be on the Internet and just doing a lot of the things in the business realm of what we're doing here. So it's still getting used, but... Oh, my goodness, did we ever nail it. And what you're hearing now is the result of that, and it just absolutely sounds amazing. I've done quite a bit of recording in radio stations around Dallas-Fort Worth, and the sound that we are producing out of this studio that yours truly designed is better than what uh, what we get at the radio station. So it just was really cool to be involved with that. And that's the thing that I have to say is when manifesting fulfills, it is absolutely amazing, amazing what can happen. You know, when Napoleon Hill in Think and Grow Rich said, when riches finally start to come to you, you'll wonder where they've been all your life. They will come so prolifically and so fast. Well, that's what 2014 was for me. I'll tell you, it was a turnaround year and things really started to flow in. And it's been a direct result of doing this work and then letting the universe step in and fill in the rest. I was kind of like all I had to do at that point was just show up and be on the court and, of course, do my best. And that was one of the things about just the designing this room that I'm standing in, delivering this now to you instead of I think about where I started this was literally in a clothes closet in an apartment. And now to have this studio that any radio station would die to have this facility and to be able to produce what we're doing. And it can go out from here around the world. Uh, that was just um, that was that was showing up and that was being good. And that was really delivering and the rest just worked itself out. And actually, we're getting ready to buy a video package, and so I'm going to have the uh, the tools at my disposal to do a lot of things on my own that I want to develop as well, and including some great work for our company too. So it's just a it's a really cool win win deal. So I'm also personally working on some new visions and ideas and directions that a part of this will involve expanding what we're doing here. And we'll talk about more of that later as it unfolds. You know, I like to kind of keep things under the cuff until they're ready, but uh, that certainly is in the works. One other piece of information, had several of you contact me through the contact box on Subconscious Mind Mastery. Where are some of the missing podcasts? Well, I'll tell you what happened. I finished reading the audiobook by Fred Dodson called Levels of Energy, and we have a podcast on that. 
It's number 53. The last one, in fact, was the interview with Fred Dodson. And I just completed another audio book with Fred. It's called The Communications Course. And Fred is going to be in Arizona, where I just got back from Sedona. He's going to be in Phoenix for basically the month of February, the end of January through the end of February. And uh, said that he was going to go up to Sedona. Now, you talk about a jazz deal. I would go meet Fred in Sedona. Now, that would be a cool deal. Meeting Fred Dodson in Sedona, Arizona. I don't know if you could even get yourself back to earth after that meeting, but that would be really cool. And while he's in Arizona, we're going to do an interview. I might just go out there. I might. Well, this might be the first live interview with Fred. But um, but I'm going to do an interview with him on this new one that we did. It's a little two-and-a-half-hour listen. It's called The Communication Course and some incredibly valuable information in there as well. I would highly recommend get that. It's on Audible. And so is Levels of Energy. And when I got finished with Levels of Energy, I realized that there were some podcasts that didn't reflect the level of energy that I wanted this series to reflect. So I pulled everything down until I could go back and listen to it. And when I was able to do that was driving back and forth between Dallas and Sedona as I listened to most of them. A couple of the podcasts still need some minor editing, which I'm going to do, and then they will be back up. And some of them are just going to be gone. So there will be some holes in the sequence. And those are ones that I just don't feel good, have the energy uh, that I want to reflect. And so they're gone. So I apologize for them being away, but in the one sense, I don't, because I wanted to clean that up and make sure that the integrity of this was absolutely in line with the intention of this. And so that's the key to today's podcast. You notice I entitled it 2015 IIR. Let's focus on three areas for this year. I think if we hang right in this area right here that we could accomplish more in our lives in 2015. The energy is with us. 2015 is going to be an absolutely amazing year. Everything is lining up energetically, that if you have something that you've wanted to launch, something that you've wanted to do, something you've wanted to create, this is the time. It's time to be on the court, and it's time to be playing full out and to just cut to the chase. Where do you need to be hanging out? Where do you need to attach your focus? Three areas. I, number one, intention. I, number two, intuition. And the R is resistance. So let's pick these three apart in the time that we have today. Intention, first of all. I've been surprised how many times this word is starting to appear in and around. It's amazing when you start to focus on something. You know, when you when you look for blue Fords, how many blue Fords you see on the road? How many times intention has shown up in the last four to six months? Now, I'm using this in a little bit different terminology than, say, goals or visions or corporate directives or planning meetings and this kind of thing. They're all cousins. But when we're talking about intention, In this metaphysical world of magic, when you're saying, I am, I intend for something to happen, I claim, I put forth, then in this realm, it sets forth emotion within you and also outside of you to fulfill that and bring that to pass. There's a great analogy on this in a book written by Ken Elliott called Manifesting 123. It's one of those quick read books, and he has a technique in there that he uses to manifest things quickly. But in introducing his technique, he has a great analogy that 
where he says that thoughts, every single thought we think, everything is sent out into the universe, as he calls it, like smoke. It's like a mist. It's like a fog. And eventually, as you continue to intend that thought, it begins to take form. And eventually, the form turns into physical manifestation. And then that physical form intersects with your life. So on one hand, it especially makes you realize that every single thought you think has a consequence out there. You have a negative thought, it puts negative smoke out into the universe. If you have a positive thought and you continue, remember what Wallace Waddle said, that retaining that focused thought is the hardest part of this entire process. We jump off track before it, before the smoke turns into the car, before the smoke turns into he or she, before the smoke turns into those dollars that you wanted. We jump, off the tra- we jump off the train because we're looking at what's around us. We look at the reality that's around us, and we jump off of the vision of the smoke. So think about that as you're formulating things in 2015. Remember the smoke. You put the idea out. It's intangible. It's a mist. It can't be discerned. You keep focusing on it. You build it. You grow it. You visualize it. You enhance it. Go back and listen to uh, podcast, what is it, 40, 44? No, 49, the Mailbag Podcast, where Andrew talked about what he did to get his new job with a British company when he lives in, lives in Canada. And the steps that he took, go back and listen to that because that is turning smoke into a job. Beautifully done. But I've known a lot of people who spend a lot of time and effort being busy, but with no intention behind it. I worked with a guy at one point, maybe 15 years or so ago, and this guy was trying to put this business together, and, and I was part of that for, uh, for a little while, and he was so frantically busy. He was doing this and doing that. He was always on the phone, and he smoked cigarettes. I mean, he'd be, he'd, I was always downstairs puffing and puffing and puffing on cigarettes and just coffee and cigarettes and so busy and on the phone. And it was all just like this dog chasing its tail. And it got nowhere, and the idea got nowhere because there was no intention behind it. Intention brings clarity. And then as you magnify it, like we said, the universe gets clear on what you really want. Now, that's another issue, a good point, is that we are often not clear about what we really want. So I would suggest if you really don't know exactly what uh, the rest of this year or maybe the next three years or five years, where you want to be, who you want to be with, et cetera, take baby steps along the way. Take some kind of step that will at least move you toward the bigger picture of what you want. And sometimes you think you know what you want, you get it, and then you come to find out that's not really what you wanted. Well, Leave yourself room to make adjustments. It's always easier. Once you learn this process of reality creation, as Fred calls it, then you're working in this world of magic and you can create and recreate and you can change and you don't really have any problem trusting that you can do that. So if you look around and things aren't quite exactly how you want them to be, well, don't worry about where you are today because you can create what's next. Now, the other thing to predefine is that you want it with grace and ease, because obviously you can create wonderful things, 
that are a little too much. That's almost what happened with radio. It, it ended up uh, being very consuming for me. It was a lot. Got great experience. Learned a ton of techniques and how to do things. But it was a full plate and it was wearing on me physically. So it's better to move incrementally toward where you'd like to go than try to paint the whole picture. So let's do this. For 2015, set an intention for everything that you do. I mean everything, anything. Your day, meetings, encounters with other people, for your kids, for your finances, your health, your relationships, your jobs, etc. In fact, you could even take your moleskin journal and you could <laughs> you could set an intention as you're getting ready for the day. Sit down for 15 minutes, look at your calendar in the morning or do it the night before even. Well, probably even better to do it night, the night before actually thinking about it because then it kicks your subconscious mind thinking toward your day and I think you probably would find things to fulfill better. In fact, that reminds me because I normally have been preparing for the day in the morning. I'm going to engage this the night before, before I go to bed and take a look at your calendar for the next day and set intentions for tomorrow. Everything that you're going to do encompass every part of your life. And also by doing this, it will help you practice setting intentions. So by doing it more often, you'll get better at it so that your intentions will actually fulfill. It also increases the velocity of what you're up to. So if you're setting some really big intentions every day, then you're going to be about some pretty cool stuff. So step out of your shell and start to think big and get that velocity building because momentum always breeds more momentum. I uh, used to uh, work with doctors and physicians, and sometimes doctors, if you can believe, are not that busy. They don't have that many patients. It's usually a sign of a bad doctor. And I was talking to this one guy one time, and he was really bemoaning his practice and everything. And I said, look, just um, basically he had been closed to new Medicare patients. Doctors will often do that because they don't like how much Medicare pays for their services. And I just said, open up to new Medicare patients. You'll get a bunch of patients in there, and they usually have to go to the hospital and this kind of thing. They have more illnesses. You'll get busy, and you'll find things are are uh, moving along better. It'll be a way to get unstuck. And sure enough, I saw the guy about four or five months later. How's it going? Man, he was running down the hall, and he was busy and out of breath and panting, and he just said, man, it's going great. So for him, busy was good, and he was making more money than he was by just sitting there staring at the clock. So um, the more momentum and the more velocity you can create in your life, obviously the more things are going to be happening. And that's what totally was the definition of the second half of 2014 for me. The other thing that setting intentions can do is help you get unstuck. So if you're stuck in an area, like like in Sedona, it snowed. It was real easy to spin the tire you know, and just, you know, and you could uh, it didn't go four-wheeling while the snow was on the ground because it would have been very easy to get stuck. Well, setting intentions in your life, if you're spinning your wheels, can help get you unstuck. So give this a try for everything you do in 2015. Don't venture into anything that you haven't set an intention for. Make it a daily pattern habit of everything that you do. Now, let's talk about I number two, intuition. I'm going to be doing a number of podcasts on this, and it's a topic that I'm being very delicate and careful with because I think it has a lot of potential to be misunderstood and to be misused. But that said, we have within each of us 
a very clear and present guidance that will provide us with all of the perfect answers for whatever it is that's in front of us. I really got clued into this, especially the second half of 2014, and now I use it all the time every day. To really set the picture for this, I would use Fred Dodson's analogy of the river. This shows up in both the book and audio book called Reality Creation Technique and also in Levels of Energy. He talks about the about us floating down the river of life, basically, and how Often, so often, we are trying to paddle up the river. We're trying to paddle across the current. We're trying to yank our boat out of the river and take it over into another river. And how when we're floating down the river, we will engage rocks and alligators and dangers that we can either fix our attention on and we can crash right into them and have a wreck, or we can just allow them to float peacefully by But what Fred says is that the flow of life, the purpose of your being here, life itself will take you down a river so that at the end of the line, you'll arrive at a good place. If you just let life float you down the river, I would strongly encourage you to get either reality creation technique as the shorter listen or levels of energy is the longer listen or the book if you prefer And check out that analogy because it has made a big difference for me just being able to let go of things, which we'll talk about as the last topic are. But it's just it's a beautiful way to to know and to rest in the fact that life is going to work out okay. And wherever wherever you are in the river, you can change your course just a little bit and you can move into another part of the river. But this intuition helps us stay in the river. As Fred says, you can either paddle or you can just use the oars to lightly bump you back into the course. If you float off into the slow water, you can bump yourself back into the fast water. If life is going too fast, you can use the oars to bump you back into the slow. And that's what intuition is very, very good for. Like I said, it's a deep subject and I don't want to go into it too much here But there are some ways that you can connect with that inner voice. This is that still inner guidance. Sometimes it's audible and sometimes it's not. There have been some scientific studies, and I'll dig them up when we do the more in-depth podcast on this. But basically where the subconscious mind is aware of activities outside of the body before they take place up to a half a second has been measured so far but basically you know we've talked about this so much your subconscious mind knows what is in front of you before your physical body knows and by tapping into your intuition you are tapping into that knowledge and most of us have dozens of examples really in our life when we know that we've known you've had that gut instinct you knew deep in your heart you you had that sixth sense some people are given uh, almost horrific you know i say in in a in a shattering kind of way don't get in that car don't get on that plane uh things are blocked directions courses you know you have a flat tire on the way to the airport and the airplane ends up crashing you know it's those kinds of stories that we all hear where intuition was leading and guiding because it knew what was in front and it can protect you. So how do you connect? A couple of quick points. Number one, first of all, get still because intuition comes strictly from silence. You got to turn your head off. 
So you can use your head to access it, but then you got to stop thinking. And that's one of the rules of the deal. And when we do the longer podcast, we'll go into this in more depth. But if you're going to use intuition, you can't argue with it with your head. When intuition speaks, you better be ready to do what it says, even if your head does not agree. If you're not willing to do that, don't play the game. Fast forward. This is not for you. You, you have to come to that point before you start to engage intuition. Because if you listen to your intuition and then you start arguing with it, then it's going to back away or give you bad readings, one of the two, because it's like, I, there's no point in talking to you. So don't keep asking, expecting a different answer. Now, how do you seek your intuition? How do you ask? Well, it can come in different forms. I use free writing a lot, and that has uh, consistently worked the most for me. When I tune in and zone in, I can free write. And the way that I know that it's spot on is that if I step away from just allowing uh, the thoughts, the, the keywords, basically, what I hear are keywords and then uh, connected into sentences. So the keywords come strong and then the sentences just kind of flow. And when I stop that, and then if I start to write my own conscious cognitive words, the phraseology, the sentence structure, and the flow are completely different. And I can tell when I'm in the zone and I can tell when not. So free writing for me has worked. I love to write and that's just a, a preferred way. You might have some other uh, some other way to do it. A lot of people get this exercising. So if you're a jogger, bike rider, et cetera, working out in the gym, that might be where these kinds of thoughts will show up for you. Now, the other primary way would be by using kinesiology. So that's muscle testing, basically. And I'll give you some homework. Google kinesiology. Take a look at what would work for you. There are a number of different ways. You can do things with your hands, your fingers. You can use your arms. You can have somebody else uh, do it for you. There's a way that you can lean forward and lean backward to get yes and no's. Um, you can rub your hands together. I mean, there are just a number of different ways. Go look on Google and find one that works for you. I'll disclose some others in future podcasts. But using body testing, muscle testing, is one of the primary ways to get in touch with what your body, what that inner voice is trying to tell you. Like I mentioned before, another one is you get an overwhelming sense. That's the don't get on the plane, don't get on the train, don't go out with that guy. You know, this kind of thing where you just know inside and it's very, very strong. And often, and boy, this was so true in my life. It was so true. And there are so many intersections that I've gone back and looked at it when intuition spoke so clearly, but I ignored it or I stifled it or I didn't follow through or I didn't listen because you engage in the head. And I paid some very dear prices for intuition not listened to. So some of you are going to connect with this conversation, but you're going to say, oh, yeah, I used to do that 20 years ago. You can revive it, but it has to be revived. And how you do it is by getting in touch with it. So again, just like using intuition, practice, do it for everything. Open it back up. Sit down in a quiet meditative state. And just pray and say, I want to re-engage with my intuition. Ask for it. Ask yourself for it. Give yourself permission to allow your intuition to start speaking to you. Ask for it to be clear. Ask for it to be loud and then start using it. So fall in love with it. Fall in love with the process. But I'm telling you, the way to keep it alive and the way to grow it is to listen to it. The way to stifle it is to ask for it 
and then go do something else. If you're not too sure-footed of how you might interact with your intuition, then try it on a few small things. So ask if, uh, here's one that you could do. Um, you could play around with this. Let's say you're shopping for a shirt, okay, or a particular item, uh, an umbrella, all right? You want a purple umbrella. So you could ask your intuition, where is a purple umbrella? And you could start playing with that. So intuitively, it will tell you the store that you need to go to to find a purple umbrella. You think I'm crazy? Give it a try. All right. That would be a way that you could unlock it and at least start to get it moving around. Try it on some little things as you develop it and you realize, oh, my God, it said to go to Target on West 52nd Street. And sure enough, Target on West 52nd Street had a purple umbrella. You'll start to see that kind of thing unfold. Number three. For 2015, resistance. Now, you can go back and listen to podcast 44, the three R's, or number 29 on resistance. I would highly encourage you to review those because we resist so many things. A couple of examples. Anytime you don't like something. For me, traffic, waiting. What is it for you? What do you just not like? That's resistance. Because if we are in the full present now, you can be in any space and be okay. Anything you don't like in somebody else. If you're in a relationship, you're probably uh, over, what, three or four or five, six months. That's usually the, uh, the butterfly phase where you can about get through anything. But if you've been in a relationship for longer than that, there's probably something about the other person that you would change. Well, that's another form of resistance or any other situation circumstance, et cetera, that you don't like. Now, how is this different from this doesn't work for me? Well, there's a very clear difference. The difference is that if you're practicing reality creation, then you can create anything and change what doesn't work for you. So you don't have to, I'm not saying that you have to blanket accept everything. No, there are some things in somebody else that you just might not be able to tolerate, and uh, zero right then, you have to leave. I've never understood. I've never understood why a woman would continue in a relationship where she has been physically hit. To me, if I were female, that would be a one-strike-and-you're-out deal. That's not only this doesn't work for me, but this is I'm getting the hell out of here. Aside from that, then you get into preferences. I mean, you might not like somebody who smokes, so if your partner starts smoking on you, well, then you have a decision to make and you can create what's going to happen around that. But the difference is while you're in it, you don't let it bother you. You focus on what's ahead, not on what's around you. You, you literally, in a sense, become blind of what's in front of you because your focus is so affixed on your new intention. <laughs> of course. So this is practicing the skills of reality creation. And that's why I've loved my affiliation with Fred Dodson. And I would, again, encourage you. The two books where this is discussed on a master's level is Reality Creation Technique and Parallel Universes of Self. You can go to Audible if you'd like the audiobook. Go to Amazon or on my website if you go to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Amazon store. I might make about three and a half cents if you buy it from in there. Also, remember, like I said before, go back and listen to podcast number 49 because Andrew did one of the best jobs that could ever be 
illustrated of how he landed his new job. So it's that kind of intention and that execution that is going to be my focus for 2015, and I would highly encourage it to become yours. Looking back at the last couple of years, I really enjoyed 2012. That was the year that I climbed Mount Elbert in Colorado. I rode 100 miles uh, in, a, in a race on my bicycle, and I thought that was pretty cool. And I shared it with my former college roommate, who I still get together with periodically. And he was not riding bike at that time at all, didn't even have one. And this is so cool of how what we do are is often observed by others, and you never know what you put out there, what might uh, incubate. My former college roommate, we're both the same age in our mid-50s, he rode across the United States. He didn't just ride 100 miles. He rode 100 miles a day for two months. <laughs> so my little ride that I thought I'd be doing pretty darn good to ride 100 miles, my friend took that as inspiration, and it so ignited something inside of him that he literally rode across the country and I think he's planning on possibly doing it again. 2012 was the year that my relationship restored with my brother. And I just really, in so many areas, got pointed in the right direction. But this year is going to be the best year of all, no doubt. Why? Because of this triple shot package of intention, intuition, and releasing resistance because of mastering this material of reality creation as described in Fred Dodson's book, because of coaching, because applying all of this with decisive action, that is what moves mountains. So if you haven't done so already, set your intentions for 2015. I did mine sitting up on Bell Rock in Sedona, Arizona. That's another reason why I know 2015 is going to be so amazing because it started off amazing. But that's the place to begin. If you haven't done that, sit down now, write out your intentions for 2015. And then a little bogey, here's a little action that you can put to it, is write one of them down on a small piece of paper and carry that or another intention in your pocket until it fulfills. Keep an intention. You can rotate them around, but keep one of your 2015 intentions in your pocket every day, everywhere you go. And it will just keep that in motion. Go back and listen to number 49, what Andrew did. Those are That's just classic. And do some things like that. That puts feet to the fire. And I especially like this idea of doing the intentions the night before because that engages your subconscious mind. And for that thought, I thank you. We'll leave it there for this time. I'll be back soon on podcast number 55. Thanks for listening to this one. Always enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.